0: Writer Media Group original.
1: Season 2 of Long Story Short is finished, and it wasn't even close to how I expected it to go. Welcome to Long Story Short, the trailer for Season 2. This is the real trailer, the one that comes after everything else, because that's what trailers do. They follow, not leave We did this after season one. It's a recap with a look behind the scenes that includes bonus content for each episode. And by the way, you will be required to laugh at me when you hear the bonus content for episode four. All right, let's get to it. Episode one was titled Ava and David's Big Life Change. Here's the first big detour from how I expected this season to go. In 2020, Ava and I were deep in the process of executing a long discussed and prayed for plan to move from Maryland to South Carolina. If you ever move to another state where you're basically changing everything, you know what a big deal this is. And I thought, hey, why don't I make season two of the podcast all about this big change we're making? That'll be so much fun and everyone will love it. And so I started recording everything on my iPhone, conversations, home inspections, doctor's appointments, and things I thought would make for great audio, like the night before we left our house for good, or so I thought.
0: I wasn't here this afternoon. I
2: just remember walking in the look at this house and as bad as it was and it was really, really bad it was so much it was going to be so much better than we had and now, and now it's fantastic <laughs> lots of people I was thinking about the comings you know, uh-huh. people that, the comings and the Goings.
1: Yeah, still have that picture.
2: Emma. I was hugging her today, and I was thinking of her and Abby playing dress-up on the driveway. The boys playing hockey on the driveway. <laughs> Busting out the garage window. All of us trying to get this floor in. That was fun. over there reading books on top of the van because it was so Mm -hmm. warm.
1: I had a ton of stuff and it was going to be great. I even planned out what all 10 episodes would be about, like one entire episode about November 24th. That was a day that three very important things happened as we were planning for and uh, making this big change. Except after I got to uh, thinking about it some more, I realized nobody really cares about all these little details. And 10 episodes would quickly get way too boring. By the time I reached the end, I anticipated, hello, Anybody there? Anybody? Hello? Isn't all this fascinating? Yeah. So here's the deal. There are actually a lot of great stories about change other than our big move, and they're all worth telling, and I got to tell some of those. And your listening experience for season two is, I'm sure, so much better because of that. So instead of 10 episodes all about our big change, I condensed it down to four. And episode one sets the table with why we moved, the challenges we faced getting ready, as well as our hopes and fears before we left Maryland. It's called Ava and David's Big Life Change. Episode two was the first of six other great stories of change, Uh, It's about Nikki Lerner. I've known Nikki for a lot of years, but mostly from a distance. She's a really good friend of Tracy Tiernan's, Tracy, of course, who I did the morning show with. Nikki had been to the station a few times to meet with Tracy, and I got to know her on those occasions. Well, a few years ago, Tracy told me of a big change that Nikki was making in her life. Nikki was leaving a job she'd held for 20 years, and she was starting her own thing. It was a big risk, and I'm always fascinated by people who take risks, particularly big risks, to make a change. So when I started thinking about other stories of change, Nikki immediately came to mind. And I reached out to her and said, hey, would you be willing to uh, tell your story for the podcast and why you made this change? Which actually is the heart of the story, why Nikki made change the change. And I wanted it to be revealed at the end of the story, not at the beginning. So after I talked with Nikki and uh, did the interview and then listened back to it, I made the decision, you know what, let's tell Nikki's story in reverse. So we started with uh, where she is now, and then we moved our way backwards to the very beginning Uh, why she made the big change, why she took the risk. At the same time, episode two also tells the story of another big risk. And those two stories are woven together. And there are some really touching moments in each of the stories. And I think that uh, you'll be moved as you listen. Now, one of the aspects of Nikki's story that uh, I touch on in the episode, but I want to kind of expand a little bit here with some bonus content, is just how intentional Nikki was in leaving this job that she had held for 20 years. And
2: I asked myself this question, how do I want to leave? Hmm. And I think that's a question that people don't ask themselves enough. And I was very specific. So... That was in July. I told uh, my pastor that I wanted, I would like to transition by the end of the year, because I figured by the end of December that gave them a good stretch of time. That also gave me time to set up uh, success for the ministry, and then we had a a plan about how we would communicate, uh, who needed to know what when. Uh, so we had a chance to map all of that out.
1: And because of the way she left and started her own thing, Nikki has been an inspiration to really a lot of other people.
2: It was amazing. I had, I think in one week, Dave, I had like five people that I knew were leading in churches call me and say, Hey, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about leaving. Like, can you tell me how did this go? And, you know,
1: I was amazed
2: at how so many people were just needing something different.
1: So that's episode two, and it's titled, Why Did Nikki Take a Huge Risk to Make This Change? Episode three featured the story of a longtime friend of Ava and mine named Sandy Stewart. Hi, Dave. Sandy, 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 how are you? It's Ava. Yes, it is.
2: How's she doing, Dave? How's Ava doing?
1: She's doing really well. Uh, the bones are healed. Uh, her her fitness level clearly isn't what it was before the accident. So, she was out running yesterday, and well, now here, so her her runs are more like walk runs. So she'll run for thirty seconds and then walk. You know, so she's able to do that, which is fantastic. But I think it's also frustrating because while the rest of us are looking at, look how far you've come, she knows where she was on December 26th.
2: Oh, I know, but it's true. I mean, I want her to focus on look how far she's come because, gosh, it's expected for her to not be what she was. I mean, that was a terrible tragedy. You Mm -hmm. know, I just, she's the one you should be talking to for your podcast days. Well, uh,
1: she's actually going to be a. Sandy homeschooled her kids, and we got to know Sandy and her two children uh, who were enrolled in a school for homeschoolers, Granite Classical Tutorials. That school was uh, one that my wife, Ava, helped start and uh, actually was the administrator for uh, 15 years. When this episode released, the promos and the description did not mention the real focus of the episode, because I wanted it to be a bit of a surprise as you listen, but I really can't talk about it now, kind of behind the scenes, without uh, going there, right? talking about the focus. And, and this is it. Sandy's big change happened later in life, after her kids were grown and graduated. She decided to go back to school at age 51 and become a nurse. So if you think that it's too late to make a big change in your life, this episode Uh, I know will inspire you. Now, to be clear, Sandy is honest about how hard this was to do, but also how rewarding it was, like uh, going back to college.
2: I would tell anybody who wants to go back to school when they're however old, please do it. When I went to school, when I was in my late teens, early 20s, it was like going to 13th grade. Doing it at 51, it meant something.
1: So this story uh, about Sandy includes two other stories of really well-known people who made a big change later in life, in fact, at the same age as Sandy. And you'll hear their stories in episode three, which is titled The Cost of Sandy's Change in Direction. All right. Episode four was both the most fun for me to put together and, honestly, the hardest to release. This was the second of the four episodes that dealt with our big change. Ava and I were really grateful that the radio station would allow me to work remotely from South Carolina. And part of the uh, the job change that I made was me leaving the morning show. Now, to be clear, this was my decision. When Ava and I decided to move to South Carolina— I knew this part of my life, being on the air every day, would be ending, and it was something that I had done for decades. So this episode was really my goodbye to being on the radio every day. It was fun going through all the archive sound that I had to, uh, to tell the story of this part of my life. That was the easy and the fun part. The hard part was releasing the episode because... It felt because it was uh, a little self-indulgent, but at the same time, and this is why I decided to do this, it was an important episode because whenever we make a change, it almost always requires saying goodbye to something, and sometimes that thing you're saying goodbye to is actually something you really like. Anyhow, this episode includes uh, lots of clips from my on-air career, including an edited version of an interview I did with a former president. Uh, But here now is a bonus clip from my very first job doing morning radio when I was all of 19 years old. You are. You are required to laugh at how young and inexperienced I sound, how I'm trying way too hard to be funny, and that silly, silly, silly voice that I use. Elvis Presley, and are you lonesome tonight? It's 21 minutes in front of 9 o'clock, and if you've ever watched Channel 13's news, um, you've probably seen their 13 salutes. All this week, though, they're having their... Super 13 salute, you know, I don't know what makes it so super
0: this week. I watched it last night It seemed to be the same old thing and you know It's a good idea to recognize
1: the unsung heroes of uh, the various communities people that have done things that just don't get any credit for it Um, I decided to come up with my own salute the 1590 salute
0: and uh, went to see my first recipient last night super 1590 salute I'm here at the home of uh, Eugene Callis with instant ear give out our first Super 1590 salute. <laughs> Gosh, I, I hope he's home. Yeah? Mr. Callis. Get away, I don't want to buy, nothing. Mr. Eugene Callis? I told you, get away before I call the cops. Uh, Mr. Callis, this is Dave Paul from WJRO. I have a uh, Super 1590 salute for you. Do what? Uh, Remember 35 years ago when you saved that little birdie from a tree? Uh, What are you talking about? Uh, Seems a neighbor wanted to honor you for your heroism.
1: There you have it. Me at 19 doing morning radio. (laughs) The episode really is all about how change requires saying goodbye to something. So you can say hello to something else. And oftentimes uh, that thing that you're saying goodbye to is something you like. That's why change is hard. So I said goodbye to 19, being 19 a long time ago, but I had to say goodbye to morning radio three days before I moved to South Carolina. So that's episode four titled, Change Requires Saying Goodbye. episode five. In episode five, we hear the story of Jimmy Page. Jimmy and his wife, Eva Ivelisse, made a similar change to Ava and me. They also moved out of state, except they went west, not south like we did. In 2018, uh, Jimmy and Ivelisse moved from Maryland to Colorado. And this episode is about the gritty aspect of making a big change like this. In fact, I didn't even realize the emotions that I was feeling after moving to South Carolina were very similar to what Jimmy experienced and is still feeling. If you're thinking of making a big move, I would recommend listening to this episode first. And by the way, I'm not asking you to listen and reconsider moving, but just listen and be aware of what feelings may be coming. I think if I had known in advance, it actually might have been helpful course when you make a move to another part of the country there are going to be things about your old location that you miss and things about your new location that really you might not like as much so i asked jimmy page what he missed most about maryland where he and his family had lived for 25 years
0: i missed the rolling farmland the green the huge trees the big big trees Um uh, and kind of that peace and quiet of, of the countryside.
1: I also asked Jimmy, uh, what about Fort Collins, Colorado has been the most difficult to get used to?
0: Uh, I think the hardest thing to get used to here is that the terrain is either very flat or mountainous. <laughs> and there's almost nothing in between. It's like the plains that, that lead to the foothills, and then you've got mountains so that was different there's no big trees like 100 foot tall trees that just doesn't exist here because we're in the high desert so the high desert just doesn't generally produce that kind of you know that kind of growth so that was the big thing
1: by the way here's how I would answer those two questions the uh, the thing I miss most about Maryland is how beautiful autumn is here in South Carolina we live in an area with a lot of palm and pine trees, uh, so not much happening there in the fall. I mean, we had a few trees uh, with leaves that change color, but nothing like the explosion of color that I was used to in Maryland during the autumn, and I, um, I missed that, and I, and I actually knew that I would. The hardest thing to get used to in South Carolina is the humidity, and I thought that I had some pretty strong heat and humidity muscles after living in Maryland. Well, here in South Carolina, that gets raised to a whole new level. And I like heat and humidity, but by uh, mid to late August, yeah, I was ready for it to be uh, dialed down a bit. Anyhow, Episode 5, titled, Jimmy Discovers Why Change Feels Uncomfortable, and it examines the gritty part of making a big change, which is uh, not as romantic as it may appear. Episode 6, one of my all-time favorites because it features one of my all-time favorite people, Christina James. Christina does the midday shift at 95 one Shine FM. We've been colleagues for many years. In fact, this episode opens the door on a time when I imposed change on Christina's work life that really was hard for her, and uh, it's an uncomfortable look behind the scenes, The bigger story of this episode, though, is the change that Christina made twice, nine years apart, and how the second time she made that change, it felt way different than the first time, and she talks about the challenges that presented and how God helped her navigate through that. I also want to say just how encouraging Christina has been to me personally regarding this podcast, She will often send me a voice text after listening to an episode just to tell me how much she liked it, and I love those, and they mean so much to me. And it was so sweet when we started recording the conversation for this episode, her encouragement about the podcast was overflowing. Hey there, how are you? I'm good. It is so good to see your face.
2: It's so good to see yours. Can I just tell you, hold on, how excited I was when you asked me to do this? I'm like, I'm going to be <laughs> on Long Story <laughs> And then I told my friend last night, and she's like, wait, you're going to be on Long Story Short? We feel the same about your podcast. She oh. loves it. She's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Christina James is on Long Story <laughs> <laughs> So I just want you to know, Dave, you're already there, man. We, we love you. Well, thank love you.
1: Christina is such a special friend, and I loved being able to tell her story titled Why Christina Made the Same Change Twice, and that is episode six. Episode seven. Yeah, this was a story that I uh, wish I did not have to tell, but it was such a significant part of our big change from Maryland to South Carolina. Three days after my last shift on the Tracy and Dave Morning Show, we talk about that in episode four, three days after that happened, Ava and I left Maryland for good. The following day, December 27th, Ava was in a really bad car crash. Now I'm a woman with the address of Emergency.
2: Yes, ma'am. I'm on Sheffield Parkway and Cataventure Boulevard, uh, uh, right here at, at the light, and there's a bad accident right Three there. cars involved. Three cars. <laughs> all right, Whoa. Did, they the line? Did, they, did somebody else hit them? Uh, no, they're running over all the stuff in the middle of the road. People not stopping. Oh, my gosh. There's look like four or five people. They might be nurses or... Something out, but you're trying to help them. Okay. Are you a nurse? One baby gone. Oh no. Pass away. Maybe. I'm just in the left. It doesn't look good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you may need me medical. Oh, Cause they think that she passed away. Yeah. Need it. Okay. Oh, oh my Jesus. Oh my God. Mother, but no spirit. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on the line with me, okay? Hold
1: on. This episode, Episode 7, is about that accident and how it changed our planned change. There's also an epic Ava moment at the end of the episode that I don't think you can predict. Now, while Episode 7 is about the accident, it's really a love story. It's titled, The Accident That Changed the Change. Starting with episode seven, there was a pivot in season two. The first six episodes were stories of change, big change that people planned for, took risks to make happened, and what they encountered after making the change. The next three episodes are about change that's not planned for and isn't really wanted. Certainly, Ava's accident was that type of change for us, and the episode that followed was about a health change that Todd Gaddy has experienced. Todd is also a colleague at 95 One Shine FM and a passionate runner, and I know a little about that because Ava is a passionate runner, and uh, one of her first questions a few hours after that accident focused on this activity that she also loves.
0: So be, so, I will be able to run again? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I don't
1: see why not. Episode eight, titled How Unwanted Change, Motivated Thankfulness, is how Todd has navigated through his new season of life.
0: Since my illness was diagnosed, I, I've struggled with some um, times of depression and feeling down and feeling uncertain. And, and, and running doesn't solve all that, but it definitely helps that for me.
1: By the way, and I think it's clear when you listen to the episode, but just in case it's not, there are three clips scattered throughout episode eight of Todd talking while he's running a half marathon, the Baltimore half marathon. And yes, we actually did those interviews while Todd was running 13.1 miles. And uh, I think it's, I think it's pretty impressive, but I want to point that out. I want you to know that, yep, Todd's actually running as we are talking. Episode nine continues with the theme of unwanted change. This story is about Chris Magitti, who lost his dad on 9-11. And even though there was a lot of media attention at the time, uh, this was actually the first interview that Chris ever did telling his story. So 20 years later. Uh, If you listen to episode nine, you'll also hear clips from another interview that I did 19 years earlier with someone else about Chris's dad. It's a powerful story, and I think you'll also find it very encouraging if you are facing unwanted and permanent change, just like Chris did with the death of his father. A couple of uh, bonus clips from my conversation with Chris. He was a student at Towson University when his dad died. In fact, he was uh, Chris was on campus when he heard the news of the planes flying into the Twin Towers on the morning of 9-11. Chris did not know that his dad was in the North Tower. He did not even know that his dad was in New York.
0: In fact, I thought he was in Des Moines, Iowa, because I think originally he was supposed to go to Des Moines for a meeting. And then that was the last time we talked about it. But then I guess he got rerouted to, to New York for a different meeting.
1: It wasn't until later that morning when Chris arrived home that he learned the terrible truth of what happened to his dad. Chris and I talked for almost 45 minutes. And of course, we were talking about a really hard thing, the, uh, the death of his dad and what life has been like for Chris since that day. Spoiler alert, Chris is a powerful example of of the truth of Romans 8.28. Anyhow, towards the end of our uh, conversation, hard conversation, this happened.
0: Let's see. As I'm talking to you right now, this, there's a storm here in Maryland that just uh, stopped, and there's this gorgeous rainbow that I can see the entire thing outside my the door of my, of my deck.
1: So that's episode nine, titled The Day Chris Received the Change You Never Want." The final episode of season two returns to our story, me and Ava, and our year of big change. Episode 10 picks up where episode 7 leaves off. That story was just about the day of the accident. There was a long road of recovery after that, and you'll hear some of those details in episode 10. Ava and I also get reflective about the change we made and how it's working out. And we visit the scene of the accident and Ava talks about one of the things that is still hard for her today. After the accident, I envisioned the day that Ava returned to running. Now my wife is a passionate runner and she couldn't do that for months after the accident. And I thought, I thought it would be great that when she's able to run again, that we would do that first run together, which is not how it happened at all. Anyhow, you'll hear about that in episode 10. But on Thanksgiving day, we finally did get to run together. We did a turkey trot. It was also Ava's first race event since the accident. It was a 5K and we ran the whole thing together. Are we gonna try to win this thing?
2: <laughs> I don't know, we we get we get more value for our dollar if it take the longer it takes us, so <laughs>
1: how do you feel on first race post accident?
2: Um weird. Weird. I mean I'm really grateful to be doing it. It's fun how the old feelings come back and uh, all the wind's at our back. Nice. <laughs> well, nice for half. <laughs> nice for the first half.
1: Yeah. Really? Uh, yes. Oh, he's <laughs> Alright, here we go. Ready to do this? I am ready. Don't leave me in your dust.
2: Our goal is to keep you alive, remember? And
1: oh, no, I'm sorry. That's alright. Here we go. We're off. Okay, so far, so good.
2: Are we there yet?
1: There's the finish line. To do this. Three, two, one. (sighs) You did it. So that's it, the uh, the beginning and the end of our uh, turkey trot. And our our time was actually uh, fairly respectable. It was about uh, 32 minutes and I think 16 seconds. Episode 10 also brings season two full circle. There's one final change at the end of episode 10. Your challenge is to figure out what it is as you listen to it. But before you get to the end, can you do it? Can you figure it out? That's it. Thanks so much for listening to Long Story Short. First two seasons are done, but you can always go back and re-listen to any of the episodes. Or if there are episodes you missed, of course, they are all still there wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Already working on season three, and here's what I can tell you about it. Hello. Hi, Nikki. Uh, David Paul. How are you?
2: Hi. I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Is this a good time?
2: Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. Sorry about the uh, echo. I'm actually in in a practically empty house right
0: now. Uh, <laughs> you know did, um, David said that you just recently moved.
1: Is that is that correct? Uh, Ava moved. She's uh, down in South Carolina. We bought a house in Myrtle Beach. We're kind of living. That's Nikki Healy, who was diagnosed with stage four cancer shortly before we made that phone call, which actually happened towards the end of November 2020. Nikki, at the time, agreed to allow me to document one full year of her cancer journey. She's an amazing young woman, and you will hear her story in season three. You'll also hear other stories of people who are experiencing the truth that God's grace is indeed sufficient, even when life is harder than you ever imagined it could be. Lastly, if Long Story Short has made an impact on you, would you consider leaving a rating and review? It helps others find the podcast, helps us make it even better for you, and quite frankly, is personally encouraging. So that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Long Story Short.